Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. I am so excited to do this podcast today. I am joined by my high school agricultural educator and FFA advisor, Miss Sarah Flynn. Um, my name is Jasmine Mabry, and I'm currently, well, I'm going to be a third year at Ohio State this year studying agri-science education, and I'm currently serving as a Teach Ag ambassador. So, um, Ms. Flynn, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get started. Of course. Uh, hello. Uh, as Jasmine said, I'm Sarah Flynn. Uh, I grew up on a 56-acre family farm in Wayne County, Ohio, uh, which is about three hours from where I currently teach. Uh, on that farm, we did a little bit of everything, which I think set me up beautifully for the career that I chose for myself. Uh, we raised animals, we raised crops. Um, my family has a repair and restoration business for farm equipment. Um, and it was interesting growing up there and learning about all things agriculture as well. Um, I attended the Ohio State University for agricultural education. And then I landed myself uh, over here in Preble County, where I'm an agricultural educator and FFA advisor. So you mentioned that you also went to Ohio State. So would you like to tell us some of the things that you were involved in on campus during your time at Ohio State? Of course. Uh, my first year at Ohio State, I was actually at a regional campus at ATI, um, which was in my hometown. And so while I was there, I was part of collegiate FFA. Um, and then when I moved to main campus, Ohio State, my sophomore year, um, I became involved in uh, Ag Ed Society and, and also an agricultural sorority, Alpha Sigma Upsilon as well. It was kind of crazy because um, towards the end of this last semester, I actually found Miss Flynn's uh, what is that thing? It's the thing you wear at graduation. I found it in a box There's and I... Yes. The stole? Yes. And so I realized that not only was she my act teacher, but we were sisters. And then we found out we were in the So it was kind of crazy. It was crazy, but kind of cool as well. Yeah. Um, so how do you think your time at Ohio State prepared you to become the agricultural educator that you are today? Um, this was a tough question for me, um, because I feel like once I started teaching, I realized how much I didn't know. Um, mm -hmm. but when I dug back into the question, um, I realized that they kind of gave me this knowledge base that I could build on as I started teaching. Um, obviously coming in, I had the agricultural background, but I didn't necessarily have the teaching background and how to be a good teacher and how to write effective lesson plans. Um, and so I think that really helped me moving forwards uh, because I could use that and add more knowledge to it. I think part of also being a teacher is that you're never done learning. Uh, and so they kind of created this base for me to keep adding upon as I continued my career. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, continuing to reach out to you because I know I'm definitely going to need your help once I get into a teaching role. <laughs> so be prepared for lots of questions. Of course, I will answer them all. <laughs> um, so you mentioned how you are from, what county are you from again? Wayne was, County. Wayne County. So you mentioned you're from Wayne County and then you came down to little Preble County in southwestern <laughs> Ohio. 
So what was that change like? How how did the uh, lesson plans change? How did the activities change? And how did you kind of adapt to those changes? Um, well, I think the biggest change initially was moving three hours away from my entire family. Um, it, they're kind of my support system. And so it was hard in the beginning to kind of gain footing as to like being on my own and being a, edu- an educator, but also um, trying to make this my home as well. Um, in terms of the communities, I mean, they're both rural communities, but the biggest change probably was um, they're both big agricultural counties, but the commodities that they raise are different. Um, and also a lot of the traditions down here are different than the traditions that I grew up with as well. Uh, so just adapting and changing and learning all of the things about Preble County. Mm-hmm. My biggest question that I've always had for you is how did you, um, this kind of goes along with what we were just talking about also, but how did you like adapt, but also bring in your, your own kind of twist on things? So like, how did you make sure that our chapter was still doing things that we had been doing for years, but also bring in your own thing and create the chapter that you kind of wanted? Um, Honestly, the first year, I didn't necessarily make too many changes that I wanted to make, mm-hmm. um, just because I was learning. I was learning what the Preble Shawnee School was traditions were and what the FFA traditions were. Um, I think of what I've changed and modified and fit me over the past couple years has been um, just making sure that I'm listening to the students. I think it's mm-hmm. easy for as an advisor to say, this is the way that we're going to do it. Um, But it's really important to take the feedback from like the officer team and from the students and kind of change what I have in my mind to kind of merge our opinions together. Um, But also there's a lot of traditions down here that are not the same from where I grew up as well. Ag ball, for example, (laughs) that's a Preble County thing. Um, So being open-minded going into those traditions, but also changing them to see how we can make them better, Um, especially since I have an outsider opinion on some of those things because I didn't grow up with it. I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of beneficial as well. That's always what I've wondered most about because I remember as an officer team that year when you were about ready to come in, uh, we were all just like talking, like, what is this year going to bring us? What is it going to be like? And we were all pretty nervous that you were going to come in and try to change everything. But I think that the year ended up really well and um, we had a great time with you. So it was it was a good year with all of you as well. <laughs> um, so kind of also going off that, um, how do you make sure that you make time for yourself, make time to go home and see family, being the busy ag teacher that you are? Um, This is, it's a difficult thing to do for sure. Um, And honestly, what I've had to learn over the last couple years is that it's okay to say no sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't have to do every single CDE if the students aren't committed to it. Uh, You don't have to go to every invitational, to every activity. Um, Just taking time to say no in order that you can have time for yourself 
to see your family, to do the things that you enjoy doing. Uh, it's so easy as an ag teacher to get burnt out and overwhelmed mm -hmm. um, by saying yes to everything. Um, sometimes, and especially that first year, I would find that after school, after CDE practice, I'd get to work on, you know, planning all of the trips that we have on getting resources for CDE practices on making lesson plans. And I'd look up and it'd be, you know, six, seven o'clock. And I was like, why have I been here so late? <laughs> um, and so trying to find the balance between finding the time to do all of the behind the scenes stuff to be a good advisor and educator, as well as, you know, learning to say no sometimes just to take a step back and kind of refuel myself so that I'm in a better position to help my students. Yeah, I remember like during high school, you setting like specific times when practices would be and whatnot. And I really liked that. And I've kind of carried that with me. Um, but something that my EFE teacher also told me was like, you know, those papers are going to be there in the morning, you can grade them tomorrow. Like, don't be afraid to say no and just kind of leave and do what you need to do to take care of yourself. So Definitely. I'm a, I'm a big to-do list kind of person. And especially <laughs> that first year, I wanted to check everything off the list that day. And I kind of had to teach myself that it's okay not to finish it right now. It's yeah. okay to come back to it. So what was your biggest goal, would you say, as a first-year ag teacher? And how did you go about achieving that goal? Honestly, my biggest goal... I think there were two, but they kind of went hand in hand together. The first was learning as much as I could. I mean, I moved to a community where I didn't know a single person. Um, and so learning more about the community, meeting people was huge goal for me as well. And honestly, as a first year teacher, it was just surviving. Um, it's, it's difficult to learn to juggle all of the pieces that come with agricultural education. Um, and you add into that being new to a new environment didn't necessarily help. Um, but I think, especially the first year, I came from the program I went uh, to in Worcester was a two-teacher program. And so then I student taught at a three-teacher program. And then I came here and it was just me. So learning how to juggle all of that and just not being able to delegate most of it was probably the biggest hurdle and the biggest goal I had for myself as well. Do you like being in a one teacher program or do you think that like later on down the road you could see yourself being in a two teacher, three teacher program? Um, I mean, I go back and forth all the time. It's nice to be a one teacher program um, simply because when you're planning things, um, you're the one that's making the decision. And mm -hmm. on the flip side of that, it would be easier to have a teaching partner so we could, you know, split up activities and we would have more time and it would be a better balance. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. I kind of like where I'm at right now. Um, the program here isn't quite big enough to support two teachers. And yeah. so, I mean, I go back and forth all of the time. It was really interesting to see a two-teacher program during my EFE because I had only been in the one-teacher program. So it was really interesting how they split up the different jobs and uh, even like they each had their own different subjects that they taught. One was mainly focused in the shop and then the other one was like 
basically all the other courses. So I thought that was really interesting, but yeah. I think one of the benefits of being a One Teacher program, though, is that you have so much of a deeper connection with the students um, Mm -hmm. because you see them all the time. Yeah, that's very true. So what would you say was the hardest thing you faced your first year as an ag teacher? And then who were the people that helped you the most that first year? I would say the hardest thing that I faced was going back to the whole learning how to juggle it all. Um, Mm -hmm. It's hard to be a first year teacher in general, but you add the FFA aspect on top of it and trying to be good at both is difficult for sure. Um, But I would say that the other ag teachers in the county were a great help. Um, They were there anytime I had a question, especially about things that are Preble County related. Um, (laughs) They were there to help out. But also my ag teacher back home helped me as well. Um, Anytime I had advice, I I had a question and needed her advice. She was there for me as well. Uh, And it was kind of cool because my one ag teacher is from New Paris. So she grew up in Preble County and then moved to Wayne County. And so she knew exactly what I was going through. uh, And that helped as well. Um, So how did you kind of transform your teaching this past spring to adapt to this crazy online learning stuff that you guys had to do? Um, It was difficult for sure. Um, I think that throughout the whole school shutdown, um, my lessons kind of changed and and adapted accordingly. Um, I mean, in the beginning, we I think we were all trying to teach how we normally would um, by sending, you know, the exact same lessons that we would have taught in class if we could home with the students. Um, Mm -hmm. And I very quickly learned that that was not the most effective method. Um, And so in looking at what other ag teachers were doing and kind of consulting other teachers and seeing what had worked for them and what didn't, um, I ended up giving my students a lot more options in the assignments that they could complete. A lot of them were more hands-on than just do this paper. Um, I think the difficult part is uh, Preble County is such a rural community and not everyone has internet access. So all of the lessons that I planned, I had to keep in mind that they could be online, but they also needed to be paper copies to give the students as well. And so that kind of limited the kind of lessons that I could teach. Uh, But I think uh, overall, the students, they still learned agricultural education through the shutdown. Um, There were a lot of them that got really involved with their home and their community. Um, A lot of them did home improvement projects and they'd send me before and after pictures of what they were doing and that was kind of cool. A lot of them had more time to work in their SAE projects and so those were kind of cool to see what they were working on as well. And quite a few of them decided that they were going to do some community service opportunities. And so kind of the whole essence of agricultural education was taught through the lessons, uh, Mm -hmm. it just looked a lot different than any of us had ever imagined. I really like that you mentioned like kids not having internet access because that's not something that I had really thought about too much, but that's a really good point that you kind of have to adapt for those people as well. 
Um, and also it's really cool that kids took that time to um, just kind of get involved as much as they could in different things. Um, so how during this time did you check in with students, check in to see how they were doing um, and that sort of thing? Because you're obviously not face to face anymore. So it's hard to just know when a student isn't doing okay. Yeah, um, honestly, checking in with them was a little difficult. I, I mean, I was used to seeing them and being mm -hmm. able to check in on them and having those conversations in person. Um, and so when we had to shift to distance learning, it was a lot more difficult to check in with them. Uh, I think email was a good form. Um, I mean, yes, they were asking me questions, but we were also, you know, checking in on each other and making sure that, you know, we were doing okay mentally as well. Um, towards the middle of the distance learning, um, I did some like Zoom meetings and so they could pop in and say hi or ask me any questions uh, or it was an environment that they could just talk to some of their other peers like they would at school. And those were kind of cool because I got to check in on them. They showed me all of their pets. Uh, mm -hmm. it, was, it was a cool experience, but I'm definitely missing the in-person contact with my students. Yeah, I definitely always remember you just randomly checking in on me and all of your other students. So it's something that I definitely am going to implement is making sure my students know that I'm like always there for them, which is why I was really curious about how you went about this. It was definitely difficult for sure. Okay, so now I'm bringing in the hard question. <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite thing about being an ag teacher? Oh. Uh, well, my favorite thing is, honestly, it just happened the other day, it's <laughs> when some of my students or even my past students uh, will get to talking and catching up and they'll say, I was learning, I, I used what I learned in class the other day, um, which is really cool, um, whether it be, you know, any of the actual lessons or like leadership or communications, it's kind of cool to see. Um, just the other day, one of my students um, took mechanical principles last year, and mm. he had got a job over the summer working in electrical and plumbing. And he was <laughs> like, my boss was so impressed because I knew how to do most of this stuff already. Um, and that's one, of, that's one of my favorite things. I would say a close second would be um, whenever I see one of my students teaching other students about agriculture, it just mm -hmm. gives you warm, fuzzy feelings. <laughs> I remember sitting in animal science uh, my freshman year and thinking, oh man, Miss Flynn taught me this. She would be so upset if she knew <laughs> I couldn't remember what the answer to this was. <laughs> but... Uh -huh. I am also getting ready to take lots of plant classes, so hopefully I remember the stuff you taught me. <laughs> I hope so, too. Um, so, if you weren't a teacher, what do you think you would be doing right now? Um, well, honestly, when I went into college, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. Um, mm -hmm. In high school, I thought I wanted to be a vet. When I started college, I thought, it I wanted, I thought I wanted to do ag business. Um, and so it wasn't really till the end of freshman year that I landed on ag ed, but I think if I wasn't an ag teacher, I'd probably work for my family's business. Um, not the mechanical side. I don't have 
vast knowledge uh, about how everything works to do that. Um, but I think I would do more of the business side for the family business or work in agcom. That's very, very cool. I'm still questioning if this is the job for me, Miss Flynn. <laughs> There's days where you question it even, you know, four years in. So <laughs> I'm hoping student teaching will be that thing for me that lets me know, like, this is what I should be doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely during student teaching, if you hate every day, then this is not for you. <laughs> You're going to have bad days. They happen. But as long as the good days outweigh the bad days, I'd say this is where you probably want to be. Yeah. All right. So one last question for you. And I'm going to be upset if this isn't about me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what would you say is your all-time favorite convention memory? We'll say as a teacher. Okay. Um, uh all-time favorite that gets me <laughs> I mean it's really hard to beat floor seats to the private Garth Brooks concert oh that it's really hard to beat that I was so mad about that that was the year after I graduated wasn't it pretty sure uh, yeah but I mean a close second is watching all of my students get their American degrees that's a special moment as well oh yeah well, thank you, Miss Flynn, for joining me today and giving me lots of knowledge to take with me. Um, and just thank you for being an awesome ag teacher, an awesome mentor, and for being someone I know I can always turn to. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you later, Miss Flynn. Have a Bye. good one. You too, Jasmine. <laughs> Bye.